your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche fall one to nothing to Vegas in their first game back in almost two weeks. And I don't want to say it kind of went the way you thought it would, but maybe outside of scoring a goal or two, uh, the Avalanche looked better than I really thought they were going to come back looking. So, uh, and they were down a lot of players. So we'll get into all of that and then some first things first. Follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions <clears throat> to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So yeah, so the the it started out maybe a couple hours before puck drop that Kale McCarr was going to be out for last night's game. And it, like, just doesn't end. And even in a moment where the Avalanche had nothing to do for almost two weeks, save for three practices, they still found a way to have a star player injured. So, But the good thing about that with Kamilkar is he's day-to-day. So is there a chance he plays in the next game? There is. And so we we had Nathan McKinnon come back. We had Pierre-Edward Belmar come back. And we had Devon Taves come back. And then we were out Landeskog, Jost, and Gerard because of COVID. And now you add Kale McCarr to that. And you're going up against Vegas. It's your first game back. Everything is stacked against you to look like crap and, and play like crap. And I don't think they did. I, for for to, to have the team that you put out there going against one of the better teams in, in the division, maybe even one of the better teams in the league, them, and, and in my opinion, if you want to say who outplayed who, I think the Avalanche outplayed Vegas. It doesn't matter in the end. Vegas has the two points by a one nothing game, but... We'll go up and down the lineup, and save for for one player. I think the Avalanche played a a damn good game. Uh, and if you know, you have to imagine have all those guys back, have Makar back, Landeskog, Joe Gerard back. Even in this game, even in you know your first day back after almost a two week layoff. I think you take this game. I thought the Avs played a, a very hard-fought game. You knew that they were going to come out a little bit rusty, and I was giving them a period. I was going to say, after the first period, the rust is off, and you know, no more excuses. They got through the first uh, 0-0, which I think is a plus. And 
you could tell there was a little bit of rust because that rust came in the form of two penalties very early in the game. I think before we even hit the five-minute mark, the Avs had two penalties against them. And they killed them off, which they have been doing very well this year. But even down Jost, who is one of their better penalty killers, they still managed to kill them off. And then after that, they really kind of settled in. And I even said on Twitter after the first period, that third line looked great. The third line was uh, Nachuskin. It was O'Connor and Comfer. And I thought they looked excellent, right? I think it was O'Connor, not not Belmar. I'm going to double check that. But I, but I know Nachuskin really impressed me tonight. He was playing hard. And I thought Comfer was too. I thought Comfer played better. Still not there, but I thought he played better. Um, and when you loot, when you had, when you're down Makar and when you're down Gerard on the defensive end, and number one, you only give up one goal, that's a plus. And, you know, oh, and by the way, one of the defenders you're playing is still a 19 year old kid who's only had, what, eight games under his belt? <clears throat> so, uh, Devontae's looked spectacular. The, the, you know, I don't think there's any question going into the offseason on who uh, is being frozen by the Avalanche. And I, I, well, I think I say there's no question because coming into the season, it was between Graves and Taves, people were saying. Um, I don't think it's any question right now. And I think Ryan Graves played a much better game, much more confident game. And you can tell by. I mean, he, he had 21-plus minutes of ice time. So clearly, I mean, he, you knew he was going to get that anyway. But he need they needed him to play well, and he did. I thought he played well. He had a good, a good amount of shots on goal. Looked much more comfortable with the puck. Um, I thought he played very well. So uh, we'll, we'll get into some more players uh, in the next segment. But this is just overall. Uh, Avs had chances. They had what well, they have thirty shots on goal, won fifty six percent of the faceoffs, killed three power plays. They only had one, they only had one for themselves, which I thought the game was was called. Mm, I, you know, th- there were some iffy calls, but uh, you know, th- this was not a game that the refs lost for the Avalanche. This was just a very tightly played game uh i didn't you know there were but however the moment the moments that the avalanche had in the offensive zone were a lot and there were times where they had offensive zone rushes and they 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 would they would keep they, they would have extended possessions in the offensive zone in their third and fourth lines. So I'm not upset with how this team played tonight. Yeah. You know, you wanted to get at least, you know, a point maybe when you're, when you're down one to nothing and you want to, you know, get that late third period goal to at least get a point and feel like you've accomplished something in this game. Um, I, and reading some of the post game comments, I think they all feel the same way. I think Brandon Saad said, we felt like we were 
playing well in this game all game and just waiting for that moment where the puck bounces your way and they never got it. You know, Mark Andre Fleury with the with the shutout and you know, congratulations to him, but uh there there were a couple good moments. I know Belmar had a really good look and instead of kind of going to a corner of the net, he kind of shot it right at Fleury. And that's the stuff like that is what happens when you don't play for almost two weeks. So overall, I'm I'm satisfied. I mean, I, I hate saying that after a loss, but uh, having the roster that you have, being down the players that you were down, going up against this team uh, in your first game back after, like I said, almost two weeks, uh, you can pull a lot of good out of this. And you only lost one to nothing. It, w- it wasn't like it was a blowout four to nothing, five to one or something like that. Uh, you were in this thing the entire game. So uh, I, I think it's just good to be back on the ice. And that's something that you can build off. You don't have to go into next game against Vegas and say, how are we going to perform now? You performed well. Now you just have to get some pucks in net and turn the tide. So, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll kind of go through the roster and and not hand out grades, but who played well, who didn't play well, who could have stepped up a little bit more. All right, before we continue, just wanted to mention to everybody about Locked On Today, the brand-new show at the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's kind of our show that is all-inclusive, and uh, you can get more out of the sports news you need in less than in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, who hosts Locked On Today, he also hosts Locked On Packers. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great show. All right, so once again, Avalanche, Lose this one one to nothing to Vegas. And like I said, pretty satisfied with how the Avalanche played, all things considered. Uh, that doesn't mean from top to bottom things went well. I think for the most part, things did. Uh, I guess I'll start with the bad because there's few bad. Dennis Gilbert looked lost out there. Uh, the the kind of, I don't want to say the throw in player. I mean, he, he's. He can play better than what he showed. Uh, he was the he was included with the deal for Saad. Um, I I don't know like that that and, and it showed in his minutes. He only got eight, little over eight minutes of ice time. And I think Jared Benner was a this the way he's playing right now is a liability. So I'm just gonna run with the defenders I have, kind of keep him out. I don't know if he benched him for an entire period or not. I mean, you only play eight minutes. I would think he did. I haven't gone back to really look. But um, he just, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing out there. Uh, Horrible, horrible turnovers behind his own net on multiple occasions. And I think that was the final straw for Bednar. You can't have that happen to a team like Vegas. Vegas is a team like, you know, the New England Patriots. Or if you uh, give them a turnover, they are going to convert on it. Miraculously, they didn't, uh, and they they came out of it, uh, you know, unscathed and, and okay. But you can't stand for that. And uh, 
he, you know, the, he's, he's going to be going back down to the, the taxi squad or maybe even back down to the AHL once, you know, our defenders and Makar and Gerard come back, but he didn't help himself with how he played tonight. He looked, he looked pretty bad and he looked pretty lost. Uh, but can he play better? I, I definitely think he can play better. I don't know if it was just, you know, going up a good against a really good team. I, I don't know what happened to him tonight, but um, didn't look good. And I I say this with some trepidation, but I thought Nathan McKinnon could have played better. Uh, you know, you, you want a guy like that to, in a game like this, when it's one to nothing, really just take over. And I think maybe under different circumstances, he might have. Uh, you know, this is his first game. This was everybody's first game back in, like, you know, 12 days. But for him, it was first game back from injury. So he might have been going. Uh, he, I didn't see him going full speed really at all. There were moments where he would he held the puck in the zone, and he seemed like his, own, his old self. He got plenty of ice time, so it wasn't like they were easing him back in. But he didn't have that I'm going to take over this game mentality. And I give him a pass on that one because, you know, like you said, first game back from injury, he might have just been feeling out whatever was wrong with him. Um, But you would think as the game went on that whatever his injury was and he played through it for for two periods, third period, all right, let's get going. But, uh, you know, or maybe it was Vegas holding him in check. But he didn't have that I'm going to take over this game mentality like he usually does. So uh, he he's he's given one of those every once in a while. So I would expect him to come back next game uh, looking to catch fire. Only four shots on goal for him. And I say only because for him that's, you know, on the low end for him. Um, but... I don't know. I just didn't. He just wasn't jumping off the screen like he normally is. So, but like I said, we have to take this game with a grain of salt from from top to bottom. And Nathan McKinnon is included in that. And I know we want to think of him as otherworldly and and you know one of the best players in the league. But he is coming off an injury, and did that hamper him? I don't know. But the way that he played makes me think that in some capacity it did. Not that it's still like a lingering thing, but this just being the first game back, he didn't really want to maybe go full bore on it because whatever it was, maybe it would flare up again. Who knows? Only he knows and the training staff knows and the Colorado Avalanche know. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I think he just looked a, a step off in uh, game one against Vegas. Uh, on the flip side, I thought, like I said earlier, Devon Taves is the perfect fit for this team. And he was everywhere. And he's, he keeps coming back from an injury as well. Um, you know, just shy of 26 minutes of ice time. He's, he was out there all the time. And there were times where he was gassed. But he had to be out there. And he, I, in my opinion, I think he was the best player on the ice last night. So I thought he played very well. I, like I said, I thought Nachuskin played very well. Uh, Saad, I thought, played okay. Uh, he was bumped up to that first line. And when McKinnon and Rantanen don't have it going, 
uh, you know, the, the, that third guy is going to suffer a little bit too. And tonight that was Brandon Saad. I don't think he got a lot of good looks. I think he only had, a, he had one shot on goal. Uh, but he skated hard. And I thought most of them did. I thought Burakovsky skated hard. I thought Rantanen was trying everything. Mika Rantanen was trying everything to, to get a good look and a good angle at something. And it just wasn't happening for him. And there was a couple times where you you saw you saw it developing where Nathan McKinnon was going to make that cross ice pass to Rantanen for the one timer, and it was knocked away or knocked down or just off his stick. Like this, just the timing was not what it was before they had to pause, and you got to deal with that for a game. And you know, the next time they go out, they'll probably be back on on track. Because we got to remember, they didn't, they couldn't do anything for the time off un, until Thursday. They had a couple practices, so yeah, the timing's not going to be there right now. And you could tell, you could tell. But I thought, regardless, I thought Rantanen played a good game. He he worked his butt off to try to find some angle and and get to the net front and just couldn't couldn't get there. So um, I thought those guys played well. Like I said, Taze on defensive end, Byram I thought played played well. Um, on the defensive end, still hasn't got the offense going, but that's that's going to be across the board right now. And, and are we surprised that they got shut out with, with everything that went on? Yeah, I would still say yes. I would still say this team is talented enough to eat, you know, to net a goal or two, even you know, being off for twelve days. I thought they would still be able to score some. Um, but they couldn't, and we we deal with it, and, and we, we move on. And like I said, it's still a uh, – I think it's a positive game back. They won't tell you that because they lost. And they will say all the right things about how, uh, you know, nobody's going to give us anything, and, you know, we're professional. We have to go out there. And, yeah, there's some truth to that too. But the reality of the situation is when you do nothing for over a week – going to be a little bit of rust and despite all that but the has played a great game and those guys in particular so all right when we uh come back we're just gonna hear from sponsors for the day and when we return there is some news on some guys who could return and all of this could get turned around we shall see but first we're going to hear from our friends at built bar and you know Bill Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar on the market and most likely ever. Let's get real. So they have 18 amazing flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, German chocolate cake, peanut butter, banana bread. The list goes on. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They are great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Most bars contain 19 grams of protein, 180 or 130 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. They're great tasting, and they're great for you. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. At BuiltBar.com. Also, BetOnline.ag. You know BetOnline.ag. If you're a gambler and you want to make the games interesting, 
Bet Online AG is the place to go. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. With the Super Bowl finishing up, football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and our NHL are obviously in full swing. So go over to betonline.ag. And if you want to bet on award shows or TV shows or reality TV shows, you can do that there too. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. So head over to betonline.ag. You can, use, you, can, you can use your mobile device to sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. So bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So we did get some news after the game where Coach Bednar said, Do I think, yeah, I think the uh, guys who are on the COVID list are going to come off on Wednesday. So they probably will miss the Tuesday game, that uh, which is which is game two between these two teams. So, which you know, that kind of obviously sucks. <laughs> so um, they'll be back. They'll be off of that on Wednesday, and then they will be there for the the Saturday game for the uh, Lake Placid game. And if you haven't seen images of that, it, it's starting to look really, really nice. Um, so I think they will all be back for that. And this this series, by the way, takes up this entire week. So, you know, game one was on Sunday, obviously. Game two is on Tuesday. Game three is the Lake Placid, or Lake Placid, Lake Tahoe game. And then game four is that Monday. So this, this four game series takes up a full week. Um, and everybody should be back for that Lake Tahoe game. And you're just happy that PE Belmar gets to play in it. Cause that is still one of the greatest, uh, sound clips of the season so far. So I'm just glad he's back and that he can play in it. But, um, all the, the COVID guys should be off Wednesday, but Jost went on. I can't remember the exact day. I mean, there might be a possibility that Tyson Jost can come off and play Tuesday. I I don't I'm not sure on that 100, percent but at the very least, um, they'll all be back for the the Lake Tahoe game, which is a plus, because I think this game will take or this series will be completely different when the Avalanche can have a, a full roster. And Vegas is missing some guys too. I'm not trying to say that they're completely healthy and. Uh, looking great, but they are they are missing some players, but not to the extent that the Avalanche are. We we can kind of put that to bed. So, what do the Avalanche need to do differently? I think if they are going into this Tuesday game with the same kind of roster, I don't know if Gilbert will be there. Maybe they'll give him another shot. I don't know if you do because this game is against Vegas. Uh, maybe if it's a different opponent. I'm not trying to, you know call out the teams that kind of on the bottoms of the standings in this division. Maybe if it was one of those teams, you do give him a shot, but I don't think someone who played the way he played against a premier team uh, gets another shot. So we'll see what they do, but they're, but they're really low with defenders right now, having both Gerard and McCarr out. 
if, like I said, Makar was day-to-day, so there's a possibility he comes back. If he comes back, that problem solved. Um, if he doesn't come back for Tuesday, I don't know what you do. Do you run it again? You give him, give him another shot? Or do you... I'm trying to think off the top of my head who, who else you bring up. I mean, pattern. <laughs> if if you, What's the lesser of the two evils there? I don't know. So I, I think... You, you don't need to make a ton of moves. That might be one that you make. But other than that, you're happy with, with the outcome of this game with the exception of you didn't get a point or two points. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait for tomorrow. I'll have Coach Bednar's post-game press conference for tomorrow and any news that breaks on any of these roster spots that are going up and down and injuries and just never freaking ends with this team. So uh, hopefully everything can be figured out by Lake Tahoe because you want to look good in that game because a lot of people are going to be watching and a lot of people have heard about the Colorado Avalanche being the odds on favorite to start the season. They no longer are the favorite, which is fine, but people know about them now. So, uh, and they're going to be watching that game. So you want to have the best possible team and roster together for that game against a really good team. So we have Avalanche Hockey back. That's a plus. They didn't win. That's obviously a minus. But when you look at everything in total, wasn't all bad. So we'll see how things turn out Tuesday. We'll see with the roster that we have. Hopefully Kale McCarr comes back. And hopefully they can get a win. So anything that breaks, follow me on Twitter, LOP and underscore Avalanche, and Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. And we'll be back tomorrow with anything new. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!